Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this borough breakdown, I go through Middlesbrough's victory against Leeds United. I talk about Birmingham City and the turmoil that's happening at St. Andrews with Steve Cockrell just being removed from his post. I also go through the lineups, match predictions and tactics and give you all the insight for Boris Clash on Tuesday night. This is the Borough Breakdown. I'm Johnny Bullock. Let's get right down to it. Welcome back um, to the Borough Breakdown with me, Johnny Bullock. Um, thank you very much for you know, listening to the first podcast against Leeds United. Um, it was great to do something a little bit different for you guys when I generally break matches down. So thank you very much for listening. And also thank you for your advice and changes that you would make to the breakdown. I know I went off on a bit of a tangent in the last episode, but it was good to give you a bit more insight as well. Also, if you haven't seen it, I was on TalkSport um, following that that podcast. Um, I got approached quite quickly and just asked if I wanted to speak with Adam Catterall. Um, it was about a 10-minute conversation. We spoke about how Tony Pulis is doing at the moment. Um, have we really hit expectations this season? A little bit about Adama Traore as well, so... If you do get the chance, it is on the website. Um, I could probably put a link through to show you, but I'm also waiting for a little snippet so uh, to get from them. So once I've done that, then I'll send it straight across to you guys and we'll post it on our SoundCloud page and we'll go from there. Anyway, let's get on to the actual breakdown itself. Um, I really want to start off with the performance against uh, Leeds United. Um, I thought the performance was was excellent on Friday night, you know, we, I said it would be a tough game and we had to be quite aggressive um, on the ball to actually break leads down and try and overpower the midfield um, and it's exactly what we did, you know, from the off really, well not exactly from the off, we give the ball away straight from kickoff, which was baffling really but from there, you know, we, we got the ball down, we won the second balls, we gained confidence going forward and it was actually a good performance, probably one of our better performances this season. It's something that we actually needed as well because, you know, there's a there was a little bit of worry on T sides. If we didn't win that game, then we would be pretty much out of everything this season. So, 
it was good to get that win. Um, but there's two things I wanted to to pick out before I break down Birmingham, um, Patrick Bamford and Adama Traore. That partnership and the the three goals that we scored were were very much from them two alone, really, wasn't it? So start off with Bamford. You know, in in the first preview um, and throughout my previews this season, I've been you know not really slating Patrick, but he hasn't really hit the heights that he has that he was a few years ago when he was at the club. Um, he just looked low on confidence. He's not a winger. He's I've said this a thousand times. If Patrick, if you put Patrick Bamford on the wing, you're not, he's not going to score goals. As simple as that. It's just not his position. Um, however, if you play him up front, you're going to get something different and get something more direct. If you play the ball to feet, um, his you know if you play the ball to his feet, then. There's good nine times out of ten in the box he's going to score, um, and that's exactly what we've done on on Friday. But you know, if if we if we want to keep his confidence up, we ha- we have to continue to get in the ball to him um, and and try and get him to score more goals, and that's the only way he's going to build more confidence as well. Unfortunately, with that, you kind of upset Asombalonga a little bit. Um, I know he is our top scorer at the moment, but if your other striker scoring goals, it's going to be hard to get in the squad. Um, it's just when he gets his chance, he has to take it. It's as simple as that. It's it's a ruthless game at times, football. Um, so when Asombolon gets his chance, you know, like about like Adama Traore did, you've got to take it and take it with both hands and just perform. It's as simple as that. Just you've got to perform. You've got to get the head that head. And mindset in in the game and just kick on. You've really got to kick on. I know that Britain Bamford aren't the best strikers in the world. They're they're far from it, but they've got talent there. They've got talent for this division. They need to to kick on and try and fire fire us up to promotion. You know, and in addition, I want to speak about Adama Traore as well. Um, the worst thing to actually happen on Friday night was the world seeing Adama Traore in action and in full flow as well with that finished article um, that he's been having in recent weeks. Um, Adama was brilliant in the first half. You know, I thought he quietened down in the second, um, even though he did kind of set up a, uh, Bamford's third. But his... Just general ability um, on on Friday was enough to get enough suitors. He was actually trending at one point, um, just to see how good he was. You know, the second goal where he cuts through all three or four players. That lovely, that lovely long touch that he passes through is actually quite delectable, and he he breaks away and gets through those in that, that really close gap and just plays off to Bamford and Bamford scores, but. Adama's been excellent in recent weeks and we're going to have suitors for him at the end of the season regardless. You know, he's a really unique and weird talent is weird probably the best word for him. Um, he's actually so good. He's, well, he's so good but so frustrating at the same time. But if you get that final touch and that, you know, that final instinct of him on, on, on spot on really, it has to be perfect. Um, for him to actually even be considered to to move to a, a bigger club than Middlesbrough, you know, I can see him going to more of like a, a Manchester City type club. Um, not like just 
that that's that size, but he, he does have the potential to go that size. But he needs someone who passes the ball, um, creates a space, let him go up front, you know, but let him do his thing. Of course, if he he has to track back as well, and he, I think he understands that now. So once he's done that, um, he can actually go to a bigger club, do incredible things, and have an exciting career. Um, but in total, it was a great performance. You know, we really did look balanced, and we looked that we looked a team that was actually considered dark horses to go up this year. Um, with my interview with Adam Catterall, I was silently confident and just said that it's a long way to go. We can't really tell. We don't really know ourselves. You know, we it's been like the whole season, but we just have to keep winning games, and we'll go up. Um, not go up but we'll actually get in the playoffs and actually give it a good go and that's the actual plan and that's what we have to do so more of the same and then we'll go and then we'll we'll pick up results and we'll be fine and um, we, we should be in the you know the, could be could be in the top six coming the end of the season that would be very good for us especially as we haven't really hit full throttle this season at all so yeah, that that's that's pretty much the the leads part of things. Um, but so I, I really want to move on to Birmingham City. Um, I know that I have kind of said that we've been stuttering this season and haven't really got going, but Birmingham City just haven't got going at all. Um, the Chinese owners that they have now are actually looking for the fifth manager um, since their takeover with Steve Cottrell being sacked um, as of last night. Former Borough manager Gary Monk is actually the favourite to take over, and that will add a bit of spice to the game on Tuesday night if he if it's his first game and it's against Middlesbrough as well. It'd be weird. It'd be it's actually interesting to see what reception he's going to get from Borough fans as well. Um, you know there is that thing where he was supposedly talking to Swansea behind Gibson's back. There's also the thought of him losing the, the dressing room even though he won against Sheffield Wednesday in his last game. There's a load of things going on um, about Gary Monk and it was very, very interesting to see how he left and how we got Pulisson. Um, but back on to Birmingham, if he does take over, I think he's probably a good manager to have. Um, just in general, just to, I think you'll get him out of it this year, but... In terms of long term, I think he's probably just doing it as another stepping stone to get to a different club. It's as simple as that, really. Um, but if you look at Birmingham so far this year, they did bring in players like Yotta and Harley Dean. Um, they've got they've also got the young the young Che Adams in there as well, who is an actual is actually a very very good player. Um, they do bring in some good young talent, Birmingham, especially with Damari Gray as well, just naming uh, someone else, but. I think what Steve Cottrell didn't do um, in his time is, of course, the results didn't happen. I think he's lost six in a row um, within his... Within, yeah, I think it was six in a row that he's lost. So, we, of course, he was going to be under pressure and get sacked. But you could just tell that he wasn't following that Gary Rowett philosophy and neither was Redknapp either. Um, when Gary Rowett took charge, he actually they were skinned. But what he did really well with, was um, is he, he brought the young players through, like Damari Craig, gave them a chance... And, you know, he got the fans back on side. Um, and that's what I think whoever takes charge probably will be Monk. But that's what he has to do. I think he has to open those gates for the youth players. I think that would be a pretty good step. So he did bring in through, he did bring Tavernier through, or Tavernier, however you say it. Brought, he brought Tav through. Um, so that was that was good. And he gave Fry some games. So that would probably be a good direction for them. 
trying the four two three one all season, but and they've been quite naive with it as well. And you know, as a manager, I know Monk did did it was changing formations every week, and that doesn't work. Simple as that. But you need to find a formation which suits your style of playing. I don't think Cockrell actually did that um, at all. You know, the performances didn't really improve. Um, when he took charge, and they, I, I just don't think they have been good enough this year. It's really good. There's just no fight in the team. If I was the new, the new Birmingham City manager, if I was coming in, I would probably do three things, and I've touched on all of them. Um, well, not on all of them, but most of them I've touched on. So one was to get the dressing room with the fans on side. You know, find a formation that actually works and get the best play, get get the best out of the players. Um, for that, you know, bring youth players through. There's the point of the three. Sorry, and but actually one more as well is make Yotta um the 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 player he was when he was at Brentford. I think he's had a, a dismal spell since he went to St Andrews. And what <laughs> any what any manager has to do is get the best out of the players and. Yotta has to be one. If he he's going to probably be the catalyst. Him and Che Evans are probably going to be the catalyst. If they're going to get out of get out of this situation that they're in, then it has to be them too. If it's not those two, then you know they've got to find something to happen because at the moment they're in real disarray. Um, and if you're a Borough fan going into this game on Tuesday, and you're and the Borough team, sorry, not the fan, but. You're expected to hit three points against Birmingham on Tuesday night. We have to score pretty much the first goal and get their heads down quite quickly. Um, let the fans turn on them and pretty much use their situation at the moment to our advantage. It's as simple as that. Um, of course, when when a team loses a manager, you always see a response. You've we've just got to hit that in the head and hit hit that in the head quite quickly. Get on the ball, you know. Be aggressive in midfield that like we were um, on on Friday night against Leeds. If we're going to play with that four three three formation again, I think I'm assuming Clayton will probably come in for for Ledbetter. But you know, we've got to have that. Get the ball, play it out wide. Even if it is to try our right, even if it is predictable. Not he's not predictable. He's actually a very very good good player. So he he'll do the business on that front. But if we get the ball. Keep it, you know. Don't allow them to get a sniff. That first twenty minutes is absolutely vital. If you do not let them get a, sn- a sniff of the ball, get ahead quite early on. There's a very very good opportunity for you get for you to really kick on and win three or four nil away from home. That will gain confidence again. It will breed breed more confidence for Saturday's game against Barnsley, and. We could actually even consider being top six. Um, I know I said a little bit earlier that we, we do have a chance and we do have a very, very good chance. Um, but we've just got to do this and, and keep going against Birmingham. And so so really how to break Birmingham down. I'm going to move on to this now. Um, Birmingham try and play a bit direct. They go through um, a little bit of the middle. They try and head flick it on. Um, to to the centre forward, um, and I think it's it's some it's some Gallagher that this the centre forward that they have. Um, obviously the big big unit they have probably have Jax uh, Magma or Borger or Yotta in that in the in the wings, of course to create a little bit create something for him. 
Um, but they're going to play a long ball. They're not very composed on the ball even. That's what I found under Cotter as well. They, they just didn't look composed. They would hit the ball long. You know, Sam Gallagher would head it down, play it to the three that behind him. They'd probably take the shot. That's probably the most, you know, that's probably it. You know, that's, that's how they, they generally play. Um, in terms of defence-wise, they just keep giving things away. Um, they're not very strong at the back, um, but it's me saying all of this, you know, it can quickly change Tuesday night. So, how does Borough combat their long ball and how do we flip the game on its head? I know I've really mentioned that, you know, use their situation as our advantage and we should do that, but to really defend against the long ball is. Well, that really says to me that they're going to allow us to have possession. So, you, okay, possession, it's not everything. You know, you can have 10% and win. It's what you do with it. But if we're going to have more of the ball, you've got to just give it to Traore because he's really great at the minute. You know, give Bamford a chance. Downing will probably pick up space and, you know, find that through ball. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very good opportunity for us to actually go there. Um and pick up three points, but it sounds very easy, but it's not. You know, is you're a, if you're listening to this and you're probably a Borough fan or even Birmingham, you'll know that Middlesbrough, the, the saying of typical Borough, always strikes um, when we've got an open door against us, and we lost that under Karanka a little bit. You know, we were just win all the time. We were beating hoodoos like Ipswich away. We got promotion and stuff like that, and that's what we kind of have to do as well. But to actually move away from typical Borough, we we do have to win. It's something that we what we're gonna to have to do is get the ball on the deck, use the channels wisely, ensure that we get a goal within the first twenty or thirty minutes, like we did against Leeds. Gain the confidence like we did with Leeds, where we won the second ball, made it a very very difficult night for. The Birmingham midfielders or the wing backs to hit the long ball, so press them in the right areas. Um, so in, in the right areas, you are probably looking towards the the final third, and also um, with 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 Sam Gallagher as well. If if the long ball comes up, get a man on him straight away. Make sure it doesn't flick on or win that second ball. So if he heads it down or wins the ball, you want Bezic and you want. Clayton or you want Housen to to pick up on that straight away starve him of the service starve the wing backs of the long ball and ensure that the the attacking foe don't get any get, don't get a sniff really um, and we'll we'll actually kick on from then and probably win so finally I'm going to move on to my lineup and predictions as well um, of course Borough Lost Grant Ledbitter um, on Friday night. He was suspended anyway after picking up the, his tenth yellow card for the season. So he's going to miss um, he's going to miss tomorrow's game and and Barnsley. Regardless, um, he is injured, so you can expect Adam Clayton to come into the squads. Um, and if if we're opting to play a four three three again, if we're not going to play the four three three, you could see Brick coming in and moving Bamford out wide. But that is. Very, very unlikely, bearing in mind Bamford squad 6-3. and three, So, um, I could see it being a 4-3-3 formation. Game, I think, probably be the same squad um, 
obviously Bar Ledbetter um, and Clayton coming in. Um, that'd be 4 3 3 formation. We'll probably attack the flanks, like I mentioned, and more of the tactics tangent that went on. Um, and you hope for three points, really. But if you look for how Birmingham are going to stop, you kind of a little bit. You're not really too sure of how they're going to, how they're going to line up. You know, majority of this season, uh, about twenty games. In fact, um, I looked on my stats before I came on. They've set up in the four-two-three-one formation. Um, Stockdale's been on goal. Colin Roberts, Dean, and Grounds have been at the back. Grounds and Dean are actually one booking away from two-game suspension, so they're going to be a bit on edge early on. Um, Johnny Grounds, you know, former Borough lad. He'll want to make a bit of an impact, of course, but you know he's going to have a tough night against Adama Traore. It's as simple as that. Um, I think everyone, I think everyone has a tough night against Adama Traore. So, but in in their midfield too, um, it's Lauren uh, Keith and Beld. Is that how you spell? It? I say it? I don't really know, but they're probably going to hit. They're going to probably protect the back four um, with probably. You know, maybe Gardner White dropping. Um, they might play three in midfield and try and match us. You know, they've got Che Adams in there. They've got Magama. They've got Yotta coming back into the squad. I don't think he'll be dropped for the game. And you've got obviously Gallagher up front. I'm just gonna quickly move back just to the more of the tactics bit. It wouldn't surprise me if they played ten men behind, ten eleven men behind the ball in the early stages, just to frustrate us a little bit and try and grab a point whilst a new manager is going to be announced. If Monk's in charge, then it'd be interesting. It'd be very, very interesting to see how he lines up and how he how he finds the, the how he gets the best out of that team. Um, it'd be it's very, very interesting. If if, if Monk comes in, I I would personally you could you could see there's going to be a little bit of bad blood there. I know I, I mentioned it's going to be earlier in the podcast that we we don't really know what type of atmosphere he's going to get in but the more I'm thinking about it the more I think it's just it's going to be you know quite foul on him um, probably rightly so if, if, it, if he did leave on that obviously element of darkness one day as well um, with the Borough like I mentioned same squads um, obviously with like better obviously moving out and Clayton coming in with with that in mind if we're getting in front and we score quite a few. Uh, we score quite a few. If we're in two or three nil, I would change it. You know, I would really change it um, and rest a couple of players for Saturday's game against Barnsley, because that's even a big game as well. You know, every game that we have this until the end of the season now is it feels like a six pointer every game. I know it sounds ridiculous because they're at the bottom, but we have to just keep winning and keep winning and be relentless in this division if we even want to be considered to be promoted at all finally moving into my score prediction um i do like doing these predictions um just because i've been i've been quite good at them this season actually uh su- surprisingly uh con- considering we've had quite a stop start season um if you've been reading my previews you've probably seen some of them have been right um and i hope i, I do try to back myself at times especially but i never put any money on it so what does that tell you? Um, I'm going to start doing it, of course, <laughs> and just to see if I can win off my own my own predictions. But I'm going to predict Middlesbrough uh, to win two nil at St Andrews on Tuesday night. I think we're going to score with Stuart Downing and Patrick Bamford. Um, 
I think the first goal is going to come from a cross. And I think we're going to get the ball down the right-hand side. Adam is going to either switch it back or he's going to play it back to either Shotton or, or Clayton. We're going to knock it in. It's going to just fall to Bamford. On, on, in, it's going to be a bit of a scrap and he's going to knock it in. Um, two for Downing, I think it's going to... He's going to get the ball about 20 yards out and just knock it in and uh, find a bit of space and show the quality that he does have. Um, hopefully that will be enough to win on Birmingham on Tuesday night. And of course, you know, hopefully we pick up the three points and get back into the playoff places, of course. So this was the Borough Breakdown for Birmingham City. Um Thank you very much for listening. If you do have any suggestions, please do get in touch with the Everything MFC page or me directly at Johnny Bullock number one at Twitter. Thank you again uh, for listening. I do want to make this into a show and I want to make this into a success whilst we do these previews and give you a bit more insight to the games. So thank you very much. The next one will be on Thursday where I will be doing a breakdown of, of Barnsley at home. It's a huge game again. We have to win and hopefully we can get another three points on the board. This is the Borough Breakdown. I'm Johnny Bullock. Thank you very much for listening.